On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, it was a dominating win, and then it wasn't, and then it got convincing again for the Philadelphia Eagles, who win it on Sunday against the New Orleans Saints by a score of 40-29 to to improve to 5-6 and six on the season. Hey, everybody, this is the postgame show. Locked on Eagles, Louis DiBiase, Gino Camilleri. It's your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast, and we thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day, Monday through Friday. We are available on all platforms, as well as on YouTube and on Twitter at Locked on Birds, at DiBiase, LOE, at GC24 underscore football. As I said, the Eagles take it 40-29. to 29. It's their third win in the last four weeks at 5-6. and six. They're only a half a game back from the seventh spot in the NFC playoff picture. And as I said, Gino, I mean, we're going to get into everything to get into about the offense in this game on defense as well. But the game for three quarters was dominant, right? I mean, they were up 33-7 to seven heading into the fourth. And then you started to feel those 2018 Tennessee Titan Carolina Panther nightmares, right? Where the Saints scored 22 points in that fourth quarter with eight minutes left there on the Eagles, I think like 15 yard line, only down by 14. The Eagles kind of called up the dogs on defense a lot. They pulled back on offense. They were running the ball too much and not really being balanced anymore. It just felt like they had the win in the bag too early. And then they did, you know, put the clamps down for sure. Anthony Harris makes some big stops. They hold the Saints to a field goal. And then you get a big 23-yard catch from your boy, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. Multiple big runs for Miles Sanders. And then Jalen Hurts' third rushing touchdown was the dagger to defeat the Saints. And I thought it was good to see this team face a new test and close out the game, Gino. Um, And at the same time, I was very glad that for three quarters of the game, they were dominant. So I, I thought it was a good win, and I'm kind of glad they got to face a, a different challenge in the fourth there. I wish it they didn't make us that nervous, but at the same time, I think it was good for the team to go through that and uh, find a way to close it out. Yeah, it's one of those things that there was a little bit of adversity. I didn't get to the level of Tennessee and Carolina. I know see, I'm scarred were. from that season, so every time I think that's the scenario. I, I wasn't too worried about it. And see, the thing was I didn't get worried because I had tweeted this out earlier in the game that – I really have felt more confidence in this team the past three weeks than I have in an Eagles team since probably 2017. Sure, like every, every time, even when things went wrong, they went right for the Eagles. I mean, yeah. even after they let up a bunch of points and let the Saints back in the game, mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts once again took the team down the field and iced the game. That run he had... You know how in college they always say, like, what's a player's Heisman moment? Like, that was Jalen Hurts' quote-unquote Heisman moment. If you Broke were the guy's ankles into another universe, Gino. Man, Carl Granderson, rest in peace, brother. That was that They're was in the Tom Holland ball. Spider-Man universe, and now Granderson is in the Tobey Maguire universe, man. He's just gone. Dude, gone forever. That was one of those plays that you look at Lamar Jackson, right, and why you yeah. always find him so special is because he can do things like that. Mm-hmm. And Jalen Hurts, once again, he's doing things with his arm that he hasn't done in the past few weeks, and now he's doing things with his legs just out of necessity, and I we wanted to see yes. that balance. And I think he has caught fire and figuring out what his balance is. And, Lou, they put up 40 points today, right? 
and mm-hmm. they stalled out on three drives where they kicked field goals. They right. had that Miles Sanders fumble earlier in the game. This team is the offense that we had been talking about wanting for the past few seasons. And they haven't even hit their ceiling, right? No. When it comes to like what they're doing in the passing game, they're not there yet. And yet they have nine straight games now where they've scored 21 plus points, which is tied with the Tennessee Titans for the most in the NFL. And Gino, I'm glad you mentioned Jalen Hurts because that's who I want to start with. It was kind of frustrating and it wasn't really on him. He made some good throws that were dropped by Dallas Goddard mm-hmm. uncharacteristically. So um, that kind of stalled these drives and let the Saints back in it. But I was a little annoyed in the third quarter that they were running, I think, a little bit too much now. They didn't have that balance they had in the first half where the passing game was opening up things for the run game and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if you trust Jalen Hurts, put the football in his hands. Let him, I don't care if it's running the football or passing. At this point, production is production. Let him go out there, do what he does best, and see if he can close out the game for you. Let him be the reason you're going to win this game because the other way you're trying to do it is not working. And to see him close out the game with that rushing touchdown was exactly what I wanted to see. And it was, I'm glad that he took over at the end there. And it wasn't just him, but to see that moment, um, come through that that's what you want in a franchise quarterback regardless of if, if he did that throwing the football or running it absolutely and we had talked about why we had loved Jalen Hurts since he's been in Philadelphia and well, I think people disagree that I've loved him but no 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> one of the things I'm saying like oh, one of yes. the characteristics yes. of Jalen Hurts is his yeah. winning mentality and I think today coupled with his improvement which I think you've seen his pocket presence just continue mm-hmm. to evolve over the past couple weeks. Yep. His ability to choose when he needs to and doesn't need to get outside of the pocket. His ability to trust his receivers. I think that sequence, Lou, where it was back-to-back plays where they took shots at the end zone and both of them were – one was a penalty and I think one right was to, incomplete. Uh, Devontae to, Smith, yeah. Yeah, one to the – pass interference was on Devontae Smith on that Dallas Goddard one, but Jalen Hurts just kept his eyes down the field, put the ball down the field, let his playmaker make the play on tape. That's going to look good when you grade that. You grade every play, penalty or not. You have to see what the result of the play is. That was a good result. The other two attempts, Gino, sorry, go ahead, finish that one though too. Yeah, no, and then the the next play to Devontae Smith, allowing him to go up and get that like you did last week. Would have been a catch in college, by the way. 100% 100% would have been a catch in college. He got ran out off the red line a little bit too much there. But in the end, that's what you want to see. You want to see confidence in your quarterback mm-hmm. to allow his receivers to even be in contention to make those plays. Because weeks one through six to seven, Lou, he mm-hmm. wasn't even al- making those plays and no. allowing his receivers to go up and get the ball. He is throwing the ball into areas that we haven't seen him make throws the past three weeks. He is fully evolved into, yeah. the, I would say, the second evolution. Like when you play Pokemon, you had the first evolution when it was the first one that you would catch in the wild. Then it would evolve to your Charmeleons. And then yeah, he's not Charizard. Charizard. Yeah, he's, he's Charmeleon. not Charizard. Yeah, yeah, he's Charmeleon right now. No, know? I agree. I, you know, I see that yeah. second evolution and that yes. step forward. Today. Yes. I want to see more for sure. I want to see him 
throw the football at a higher volume and still keep maintain that efficiency. And that's the next step, but you can't help but be extremely encouraged the last three weeks of mm-hmm. the growth he has had, especially in the pocket. There's two other passing attempts I want to point to, and they were on two back-to-back drives in the second quarter where Jalen Hurts, his instincts were about to tell him to drop his eyes and roll to the right mm-hmm. and get out of there. And he picked him back up because he realized that with anticipation, Devontae Smith was about to come free over the middle of the field, delivered that football in traffic on a dime to move the chains. And he did the same thing to Dallas Goddard mm-hmm. the very next drive. And Goddard made an incredible catch in traffic. And so that's the thing is, although there are more steps to be had here, and I'm not officially sold at all, at the same time, when you combine this growth in the passing game with this elite rushing ability and look production is production. These rushing yards count just as much as anything else. So I can't sit here and love Lamar Jackson and then hate on Jalen hurts for doing Mm -hmm. this too much, right? You want to find that balance and you want to know he can do the other thing, but you never want to take away this special trait that he has running the football. So when you combine those things and with how good he was and he is late in games, it makes you want to be patient. And I understand why people have preached that. And I've been less patient than most, but seeing the growth as a passer the last three weeks is convincing me more to be a little more patient uh, for sure. It was a a great step yet again against Gino, a a really good defense. I mean, on all three levels, that Saints team has good, really good players. Yeah. And I think you saw plays made across the board that if they made those plays against lesser competition, they probably would have scored more points that play by PJ Williams, where he tracks across from the opposite hash to to Miles Sanders. Sanders. That's an elite level play. Mm -hmm. The same with the Demario Davis play where he almost got Jalen hurts out of bounds. Another unbelievable play. I thought a freaking Adam Troutman, man, that kid at tight end, had some yeah. of the most spectacular catches. It was one up between him and Dallas Goddard. Yeah, if they had a quarterback, long. man, they would be, I mean, what they've been. Absolutely, yeah. I, I don't think that's a, a win that you look at and say that's a, a bad team. I mean, they nope. had injuries. Every team has injuries, though, Lou. We went through, I saw the, the graphic up on the TV today that said this is their sixth combination of offensive linemen in the in this season. I'm like, oh, try welcome 14. to the club. Yeah, try, try 14. 14 I don't want to hear exactly. it. I don't want to hear no, it. <laughs> no, there's no rest for the wicked in this league, man. And I think the Eagles played up to the level of competition when in the past, I think they have let bigger opponents and especially that Saints game in 2018, right, Lou, where they just get the doors blown off them. Was that 2018 or 2019? I can't remember. 2018. But after that, after they lost that playoff game to them and Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara put those ski masks on their face to troll the Eagles, they're now 0-2 against the Eagles in yep. Philadelphia since then. They have ran all over them. Miles That's Sanders what I wanted to get Eagles into. Killer. It's the way they oh, did it was against them. the top rushing defense in the league that was allowing, on average, 73 rushing yards a game. The Eagles put up 244 total rushing yards, 152 in the first half. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts had 71 yards, three rushing touchdowns. By the way, the most multi-touchdown um games for the Eagles rushing touchdowns for a quarterback in franchise history, the three touchdowns in a game, most that any Eagles quarterback has had. He also leads the NFL right now in rushing quarter uh, touchdowns for a quarterback with eight mm-hmm. only behind uh, Vic for the franchise record, which was 2010 with nine miles Sanders comes back has 91 yards. Jordan Howard is in there before he gets hurt at 63 yards. I mean, this offensive line, the running backs, Jalen Hurts, Gino, they bullied the best rushing defense in the league. That was 
it, it's so cool to see like the grit and attitude of this team. And like, I think it was perfectly represented when Jordan Maialata got into it with Marcus, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus Davenport. This team is attitude and they're tough and I would not want to play them. Yeah, I mean, I would be really upset too if a team spent two first round picks to come up and get me, and I was getting bullied by he a was guy asking who never played re- oh, yeah. all game long. The minute he, he hit Jalen Hurts late, by- and he yes, hit Hurts late early on, he was going to get some by Mylana. And why you're picking a fight with that guy? You you must Insane. be a madman. <laughs> Insane. Yeah, I, I looked at, at my fiance. I go, you woke up this morning and said, yeah, let me pick on the six foot eight rugby player. That's a bright idea. No, yes. that's not what you want to do because one, Jordan Maialata, he is the most team friendly player on maybe in the NFL. He's, he's incredible at, today, by the way. Yeah, he's dude. That 2018 draft, everybody got locked up. Everybody made a play today. I mean, Josh Sweat had a great tip at the line. You have Jordan Mailata just playing excellent. Avante Maddox, man, what more can you say about this kid? And then Dallas Goddard, you see why they chose him over Zach Ertz to move forward with. I Mm -hmm. think they've made a lot of the right decisions signing these guys, the personnel decisions that they've made, moving the linebackers away from Alex Singleton and Eric Wilson at that time, now to Davion Taylor and TJ Edwards, who's playing excellent ball. They've moved away from that strict quarters defense. They're allowing these guys to play more man. They sent more pressure today. It's everything we've been talking about that went wrong for them in the middle of the season when they were getting their feet underneath them. The last couple weeks, Lou, they – they now have an identity in all favor. Yeah. Maybe not special teams. Special teams is a disaster. Mm-hmm. But offense and defense, the units that really had to step up when it mattered, I think both units situationally did what they needed yes. to today. We're going to talk about the defense coming up next. The Eagles handle the Saints to take back the link. Their first win at home mm-hmm. since last year against the Saints in 2020. The final score, 40-29. to 29. The Eagles have now won three of their last four games, three wins in convincing fashion. The loss against a pretty good team in the AFC, two and the Chargers. They're now only a half a game back of a playoff spot in the NFC. Guys, today's show is sponsored by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends login for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before. So you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible devices required. Content varies by package. Guys, this is the Locked On Eagles post-game show. The Eagles win again at home this time against the New Orleans Saints. They are now 5-6, and six, the final score, 40-29. to 29. Gino, we got a lot into the offense in segment one. I want to talk about the defense. Again, I thought Jonathan Gannon played a little bit too back, and I thought this team got too comfortable there in the third quarter. But overall, very pleased again with the performance of this defense. I loved seeing, especially on third down, how Gannon dialed up blitzes, trusting Darius Slay, trusting Avante Maddox. 
those guys didn't make you regret it at all today. And they got to Trevor Simeon and they said, look, we don't think Trevor Simeon's a good quarterback. We don't respect him. We're going to have fewer bodies in the backfield. We're not going to play back and scared. We're going to go get this kid. And that's exactly what they did. And I thought for the most part, outside of that, you know, 10 minute stretch at the end, the defense dominated. I was pleased with all three levels. Yeah. When the first four drives go, you hold them to a punt you get an interception on the very first play of the next drive, and then right. they go another punt and another punt. That's exactly how you want to start out a game. That's how you want to impose your will. We talked about the offensive line dominating the Saints' defensive line. The Eagles' defensive line knew the assignment today. They knew that they were missing their left tackle and their right tackle and that yep. they had to come to play. And, man, those guys were all over Fletcher Cox, Travis a vintage Simeon. number 91 game today, by the way. People, if you want Fletcher Cox to play better, I guess talk bad about him. But every time people talk bad about him, he goes out and has two unbelievable back-to-back performances, which he did last week in Denver. And then today again, Lou, Josh Sweat made plays. Even Derek Barnett, who was on the injury report all day, made plays, or all week, rather. Javon Hargrave just continues to have this all pro caliber season. And when the linebackers play as well as they have in the last couple games, Lou, when they're filling their gaps on the run, when they're looking good in coverage and diagnosing plays before they even happen, your front is going to get there. The coverage is going to have more time to make sure that the front can get there. And you saw what happened today. I thought how Jonathan Gannon was changing things up, especially on that touch on the interception to TJ Edwards, where TJ yeah. Edwards initially he I think he's mugging the B gap. He's he's right there, right in the middle between the tackle and the guard. Looks like he's about to go blitz, but then he pops out and takes the underneath on the tight end who was going to the flat. Beautiful design. TJ Edwards, the execution was there. That's smart football. That's making things difficult on the offense and getting guys involved, Lou who it took him six to seven weeks to realize it, but TJ Edwards and Davian Taylor and even Alex Singleton in this limited role that he's had is the combination that you can move forward with. It's not a weakness. It's, it's the first not, time linebacker it, hasn't it really been a weakness good since the last couple of days. Yeah, I think linebacker hasn't been a weakness for the first time since maybe the end of 2018 mm-hmm. when Nigel Bradham was heating up and Jordan Hicks came back. Yeah, do you know the one concerning thing? Davian Taylor did suffer a knee injury today. He was ruled out Mm -hmm. after the second quarter. Let's hope, you know, fingers crossed that that's not a serious injury or at least not something that keeps him out for the season because, as you mentioned, TJ Edwards today, an interception, uh, fumble recovery as well. He was all over the field again. That position has been a strength of the team, and, you know, those are young players, too, that you can build around, and I thought it was a really impressive performance from them as well. Overall, just all three levels. Like, I mean, Darius Mm -hmm. Slay today, another touchdown on that pick six you could not have timed that close close in more perfectly on man coverage mm-hmm. that's his third touchdown in the last four weeks between you know i said this on twitter today between avante maddox playing well today and you just locked him up on saturday and then the way darius slay looks like an all pro today i, I would be okay still with with how bad steven nelson looks to take a cornerback in the first round but if i can only have one defensive back in the draft this year gino i'm i'm leading safety right now because corner you have at least two foundation pieces for the time being for the foreseeable future locked Mm -hmm. up yeah it's a great point to make and even today lou anthony harris played a great game yeah he made two of the biggest plays on the most important drive 
Yeah, and you and you look at the youth that, that you have in Avante Maddox, and you're like, oh wow, what if we can get an impact player at the safety position? Mm-hmm. That'll only make us better because you have the best man cover corner in football currently right now in Darius Slay, oh, who's yeah. playing on another level. He's going to be an all pro. He could win defensive player of the year if he keeps this up, in all honesty. I mean, he's scoring more than most offenses are. I mean, his output is just on another level. And that guy is doing things we haven't seen in Philadelphia in nearly a decade and a half. Since Since the days of Asante, the days of Sheldon Brown, the days of Lito Shepard. It's great to see that and have the compliment of Avante Maddox, who's playing just as well. And Mm -hmm. now that you are seeing what athletic guys on the back end, guys that can run, guys that are quick twitch, guys that can react against wide receivers who in this league, wide receivers are meant to win. So corners that can win more matchups than not, that's a tough, tough ask. It's a tough position to find. Look at Philadelphia, for example. It took us nearly a decade to get to where we are. I think we have to kind of take a victory lap here the last couple weeks with how they've been playing. We haven't seen this good of corner play in quite some time. And the touchdowns that they did have today, Lou, I mean, that one to Adam Troutman was just an unbelievable throw, an unbelievable catch. TJ Edwards played it very well. That Trevor Simeon run, it was just perfectly blocked up. Nobody took notice. I don't think it was bad football plays. I just think the Saints made good football plays in those moments. And it was kind of a back and forth of when each team would strike. And the Eagles defense, even though they let up those points at the end, they did enough in the beginning to kind of buy those waves and get it by and like not really have to worry in the end. Like I know people were scarred from those moments in Carolina and Tennessee a couple years ago, but this defense, the guys that are there now, they just have a different mentality. Like I I didn't really question if they were going to make a play in the end and Sean Payton kicking a field goal to go. Yeah. Which didn't make any sense to go down 11 instead of to go to two scores. Yeah. You got to score two touchdowns anyway. Maybe, I mean, Maybe the logic is two touchdowns wins the game instead of tying it. I don't know. That was ridiculous. But yeah, I think the reason I was really nervous too, though, Gino, is because we talk about how good Darius Slay has been and how important he is to this team. Darius Slay did go down with an injury, and Zach McPherson had to come in and play you know, on the boundary. And that's the one concerning thing. Although I talk about how you have two foundation pieces at corner right now, you lose Darius Slay. And suddenly though, that on the outside at corner, it becomes very suspect because McPherson, you can't really trust right now, still on an Island. And Steven Nelson just, you know, I don't think he turned his body around once today, Gino, and you know, it it cost them. He got lucky the first drive that he forced that incompletion and that he wasn't flagged. Um, So I think that was the part of the reason that I was nervous in that stretch in the fourth quarter because of how important Darius Slay is to this team. And when you lose him, it's kind of like in, you know, 2018, 2019, when you have like Shannon Sullivan out there, Devontae Bosby, like, <laughs> you know, it gets nerve wracking because mm-hmm. you never know when those guys are going to blow it. Or, you know, last year with Michael Jaquette. Yeah, I know. We really went down the ringer. And I don't know what it is with Devontae Maddox, but it seems every time he plays the Saints, something bad happens to him. I I don't know what the bad luck is, but I'm glad he was able to come back into that game today because how he came back, Lou, he yeah. stepped up in some big moments Two after huge he came back. Yeah. Absolutely, and they needed that. And they just got contributions by everybody today, Lou. Even Milton Williams came, came up and made plays. My guy, nice. Teron Jackson, absolutely blew that screen up. It should have been an intentional grounding with Trevor Simeon. Sim- 
Simeon, not even throwing it outside of the hash marks. It should have been an intentional grounding. Today, I think everybody really stepped up and made plays when it mattered. Kicking unit was there. Aaron Sipos was there when it mattered. The return unit still is something we need to figure out because, like I said, if they're only in this second evolution and the ceiling still is a bit away, where can we go? Like, where is the next step? And going into this stretch, Lou, after getting two of these three games that we needed wins in, going into the Giants, Jets, Washington, Giants, Washington, Dallas, that's where you get right, man. Like, you get right yep. against these division opponents. They could even – I don't know what the ceiling is. I'm excited to see where they can go. They've been playing great football the last four weeks here. Even in that loss to the Chargers, they played good football Nothing to get mad about when you win three out of your last four games. No. Got a two-game win streak here, Lou. Looking good right now. They're one of the hottest teams in football right now, and they have one of the most favorable mm -hmm. schedules. We'll take a look at that playoff picture after this week's slate of games. Coming up next, right here on the post-game show, it's Locked on Eagles. The Eagles take it against the Saints 40-29. to And guys, today's show is sponsored by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar that's on the planet right now. If you haven't tried a Built Bar, you're missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it doesn't taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars. Most protein bars, they're chalky, they're waxy, or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different, something that tastes more like a candy bar, to be honest with you. But best of all, Built Bars are low in carbs, they're low in calories, they're low in fat, low in sugar, and high in protein. So all the healthy benefits on top of just being delicious. And best of all, they have a ton of different flavors. You've got coconut, coconut raspberry, you've got mint brownie, coconut almond, salted caramel, double chocolate, cherry barcia, something for all taste buds. And this month, Built is coming out with new limited time flavors every three to four days. So make sure you check out their website often so you don't miss out on the monthly flavors. Go to built.com. And also when you're there, use our promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5. And you're going to get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. And when you're not eating your Built Bar, I'm sure you're getting ready and going shopping to prepare for Thanksgiving. And we all know what Thanksgiving means, football. And nothing goes better than football and turkey and betting. BetOnline has you covered all holiday season, more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all your sports action this Thanksgiving. Head to their new and updated desktop or mobile website today to sign up and receive a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N to receive your bonus. It's not just football. BetOnline has pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, and even your favorite Vegas casino games. I love roulette. I'm always going and putting some money down on 24. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online. We're stuffed with deals this Thanksgiving. Make sure you go over there and bet against the Dallas Cowboys. It is my favorite tradition every <laughs> single Thanksgiving.
This is the post-game show, Locked on Eagles, guys. Thank you for making Locked on Eagles your first listen each and every day. The Eagles win against the New Orleans Saints, their second straight win, three of the last four games. They have a victory, the final score 40-29. to The Birds are now 5-6. and six. I'm Louis DiBiase. He's Gino Camilleri. And Gino, to uh, finish up the show, like I said, the Eagles are red hot right now, one of the hottest teams in football, the best rushing offense right now in football, I think, by far. And you look at the wild card race, I mean – you get two wins in the last two weeks. Like that's crucial because you mentioned the schedule at the end of segment two, how you have just pretty much all your NFC East matchups and then the game against the Jets, which you should definitely be favored in. I mean, considering you got the last two wins, they should be favored. I mean, the Broncos and Saints games were seen as the two tough tests. We were talking about like if you can just get one of those wins, you're looking pretty good. And Gino, they won both. So right now they they sit at five and six. They're a half a game back from the Saints and the Vikings, who are the six and seven seed. In between the Vikings, Saints, the 49ers won today. The Panthers did lose, so they're five and six. You've got head to heads now on the Saints and Panthers in that race. Like of all those teams, I love the Birds to get in with one of those spots early on. Right after that Detroit game, I think I had mentioned, and I would mentioned several times after that, but I think it was right after Detroit, I said, if you can go two and three in this stretch, doesn't matter mm-hmm. what two of the three that you win, you're going to be looking good. And what did they do, Lou? They did exactly that. And you mentioned those teams in this race now. Minnesota gets a big win today. Yeah, it was a Green big Bay. win against Green Bay. Yeah. Very big win. But you look at those other teams, Lou. I mean, Carolina's going down bad they're they're not looking too great the saints you just beat them today i don't think the saints have a chance with no quarterback looks no and either does atlanta who i have to eat crow on that saying that they had a chance look terrible as well you mark schofield on the qb1 show on friday said he talked to somebody that said buy stock in the eagles and i'm buying the stock in the eagles right now man they are looking good in all facets with the schedule shoring up right now hey they just have to play their schedule how it was played out they happen to get this easy portion here going down the stretch when it does matter they're right in that position now Lou and we were talking about seven wins for this team I'm looking at maybe eight or nine for this team now right where we sit five and Mm -hmm. six you got six games left I mean could they pull off four out of the six, I I wouldn't bat an eye. I wouldn't bat an eye if they won five of those yeah. games. Even And uh, Mark Schofield made a great point. If Dallas has it locked up week 17, you might look into just another win. I mean, it right. could happen. That's the way with the 17-game season here in the NFL. But looking inside the NovaCare, looking inside Lincoln Financial Field and what these guys are doing, they're handling their business week in and week out, Lou. Like they don't care if the Broncos were trying to get into the wild card in the AFC. They don't care if the Saints are fighting through an injury riddled game to keep their playoff hopes up. The Eagles had an assignment today and they went out there and executed. They did it last week. They did it in Detroit. They unfortunately didn't get the result against the Chargers. But now we look forward coming off of this momentum. I think they're right where they want to be. And Lou, a lot of these guys, I know the coaching staff wasn't here, but a lot of these players went through those 2018 and 2019 runs where they had to win out down the stretch. They kind of probably have that in the back of their head saying, we could do this again, guys. Oh, yeah, this team is definitely battle-tested. I mean, like, there's a lot of young players that weren't part of those runs, but Dallas Goddard was, Miles Sanders was, you know, uh, 
Jason Kelsey and Lane Johnson, obviously. You've got mm-hmm. Fletcher Cox and Rodney McLeod on defense. Like There are still champions on this team, and there are guys that were on those deep runs even after the Super Bowl. So, yeah, I, I don't doubt that the Eagles should be favored of all those teams in the mm-hmm. NFC to grab at least one of those spots, whether it's the sixth spot or the seventh. I mean, you could say maybe, maybe you like San Fran better or Minnesota, but when you combine the way they're playing with the schedule and just with the head-to-head tiebreakers, the Eagles have a better shot than anybody for sure, and I think this win against the Saints definitely Definitely helped them take that next step. 40 to 29, the final score. The Eagles improved to five and six. One last quick look at the box score before we wrap up the show. Jalen Hurts finishes 13 of 24, 147 passing yards today. No touchdowns, no interceptions, but it was the ground game that really was the definition of this win on offense. 16 carries for Miles Sanders. He's back 94 yards, average 5.9 yards per carry. Jalen Hurts, uh, 18 carries for 69 yards and three touchdowns. Jordan Howard, 10 for 63, averaged 6.3 yards a carry. And then Boston Scott had six for 16. In the receiving game, it was, you know, kind of much of the same. Dallas Goddard, five of 62. Devontae Smith, four of 61. And then your boy, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, with maybe the biggest catch of the game, the one catch for 23 yards. I do want to say this before we wrap up. That one catch, that, that was more yards than Jalen Rager has had in the last four games combined. I'm getting to the point now where I would almost prefer playing J-Jaw over J- uh, Jalen Rager. I mean, Rager has done nothing to end. Look, Quez Watkins didn't have a catch today either, but I think that more has to do with just the style of the offense. Rager himself is just, he's 2016 Nelson Aguilar right now. I mean, it's, it's brutal. Yeah, it's, it's real bad. And I got to take my victory lap with my man, JJ, like count the kid out. You that, turned a that, six yard catch into a 23 yarder. I was happy for you. That, that was his first big play on offense in 2019. As much on JJ as it is on Nick Sariani. And putting out different looks with JJ there where he wasn't a receiving threat to set that up later in the game where it will catch point. you by surprise. And this Eagles team has continued to like build off of those same foundations. I know we saw that Jalen Rager motion across the field that never really worked, but that's one of those things that just goes to show you that they'll stick to their base. They'll stick to what they know. They'll continue to work those looks because late in games when they have to get you one or two times by surprise to close out a game or even hit you when it matters in the first half, which they did ever so quickly and ever so often, they're just designing things really well. They're going out there playing smart football. They're around the ball. They're getting turnovers. They're not turning the ball over outside of the Miles Sanders fumble. But your Mm -hmm. quarterback, out of all people, is scoring, and he's not turning the ball over. Yep. That's how you raise the talent around you, and that's how you win games in the NFL. And Jalen Hurts, this was the first time that I watched him, and the, in the back of my head I said, I could see this guy being the franchise quarterback. Mm-hmm. I legitimately said that to myself. Me too, after, and obviously after, everybody knows after I'm After he put the, the brakes to... on, on Carl Granderson, man, I was like, oh. That's a, yeah. that's a big-time football play. And at that point in the game, after all he did in the first half, then to see it kind of take a little bob and weave in the in the third going into the fourth, to get that done, like, that that's a winner, man. That's yeah. what I want, Mike. He's playing his 100%. best football at the most important time of the year, and that's mm-hmm. a huge trait to have in a quarterback for sure. And everybody knows how, you know, it takes more for me to get convinced, and 
he's doing it though the last three weeks for sure. You know, I, I'd be nuts to say that he hasn't looked the part um, in the last three games. That's going to do it for the post game show. The Eagles take it forty to twenty nine. They improve to five and six on the season. This is Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. We'll be back tomorrow for stock up, stock down. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We're also on YouTube and on Twitter at Locked On Birds at GC twenty four underscore football and at DBLCLOE. That's going to do it again. The Eagles take it 40-29. to 29. For my co-host, Gino Camilleri, I'm Lou DiBiase signing off. As always, thank you for downloading. Thank you for listening, and let's go, Birds. Fly, Eagles, fly.